0: the humanities and social sciences.
1: Welcome to another episode of Oh the Humanities and the Social Sciences, the hashtag hashtag podcast. I'm Marco Cimino. And in this episode, I'm joined by Elisa Stevens, who is going to be chatting about how she's harnessed the power of technology, both to build an online community of educators and to boost student achievement. Welcome. In this episode, I'm joined by Elisa Stevens. Elisa, welcome.
0: Hi, Marco. How are you?
1: I'm um, well, thank you. Look, thanks very much for um, joining us on the podcast.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Um, look, can you give us a, a bit of a background of yourself in terms of your role in Hass Education?
0: Sure. Um, I'm a little bit complicated, or a little bit all over the shop. I, I came to. Um, I I say hizzy. I'm still still in the Hizzy mindset. Um, So I came to Hizzy after a four-year primary degree. Um, I completed that at Wollongong University in the early 2000s and found it really hard in Wollongong to get work as a primary teacher. My dad was actually a geography economics teacher and sort of bullied me into putting my name down as a casual teacher in secondary schools because in, in Wollongong, there, there was a need there and there wasn't that need for, for primary teachers. Um, and so I did that and after I sort of picked up picked up a block in music and picked up a block in Japanese and then got um, 18 months teaching, teaching geography mostly at one local high school and then after 18 months moved to another high school and was teaching history, geography and commerce. Um, I did two years there and then another high school picked me up for a year of geography and legal studies. So I did that and through the department's accreditation process, um, approval to teach process, I put in for recognition for my years of experience teaching HISI um, and was given accreditation, uh, sorry, given approval to teach history geography. And, and a couple of other things. I'd stayed on at uni and done done some master's degrees in education as well that helped me with the secondary stuff. But that's that's sort of how I came into HISI or, or Haas teaching. And in 2007, I was appointed permanent to a little central school um, an, hour, an hour away from everywhere at Braidwood Central School. And we go K to 12. And I'm was appointed as a history geography teacher and computer coordinator. So I've been been at Braidwood for twelve, this will be my thirteenth year now. And I teach secondary history, secondary secondary geography. I've taken business studies through, I've taken legal studies through, I've done modern history. Um and with my, my other qualifications, I sometimes do technology and Japanese as
1: well. Fantastic. Thanks very much for that um how many how many students have you got there from um in in the school there in total
0: in the school from kindergarten to year 12 i think we have around 360 380 um okay at the moment yeah so it's about 200 220 in the secondary and and something a little bit less in the primary
1: okay um so look, look what i really wanted to have a chat to you about because um it's something that um that i i i frequently use a lot of i'm a i'm a facebook user professional not a professional facebook user but i (laughs) I use it professionally um and twitter i use it professionally and and that's um you know so how i sort of network with you and how we got to know each Mm -hmm. other you do run um a series of um online facebook groups for uh for teachers
0: yes yes so A few years ago, um, let's go back to Twitter. So I started using Twitter as an educator maybe 10 years ago around the time of the digital education revolution. There was a a huge movement there with a lot of New South Wales teachers as well as teachers elsewhere, but a lot of New South Wales teachers got got in on that movement and it was a fantastic way for me as a a newly permanent teacher, as somebody who was doing a, a technology role, which was sort of new for me as well. And as somebody who was in quite an isolated school, um, with with small faculties, not not a lot of opportunity to network or or learn from a range of people because of, of the limited number of people that I was working with, I found Twitter a fantastic way to keep in touch and and to, you know, keep a finger on the pulse and to find out what was happening and, and new tools and new ways of doing things and to make some great friendships. So I've been using technology as a teacher uh, to improve my practice for for quite a while now. And in, in recent years I've found Facebook has become sort of the, the place to go in some ways more than Twitter. I find um, Facebook often has now that groups exist it, it's a way that you can sort of specialize or you can narrow the conversation to to more relevant you know you can you can sometimes by going into groups you can get rid of the noise or, or people who have other interests I mean definitely there's still time still time for that but if you're you're teaching a subject sometimes you want to just get in a conversation that's about that subject about those topics. and so Facebook definitely is is a place to do that. I've been a part of a Japanese teachers group for quite a while, which is this huge, dynamic, really positive group to be part of. It's it's always fun to be in that group and always inspiring and there's always new ideas. And while there were some past groups around, um, sometimes there was sort of some internal politics that was a little bit exclusionary or, or didn't always make people feel welcome. And so, in in conjunction with a couple of couple of people, after a few conversations, um, I decided that I was going to start a new a new geography teachers community. Um, and so that that's what we called it, Community of Geography Teachers Australia. And so we started that maybe three years ago now, um, and tried to make it really positive and really open and really accessible we wanted it to be a place I want it shouldn't speak for other people I want it to be a place where people who maybe didn't have 15 years of, of geography teaching experience could feel comfortable asking that question I know in in small schools I know in outback schools in in places that are hard to staff we don't always have, people with with those years of experience and that that specific training because Haas faculties are so many and varied and there are so many subjects sometimes we do find ourselves teaching out of subject area Um, and while that's not ideal it's it's the reality in a lot of contexts and so to have a place online have a place on Facebook where anybody could come we wanted to welcome I wanted to welcome pre-service teachers wanted to welcome casuals and temps and not just make it an echo chamber for for people who are, are experts in their field. We wanted we wanted those experts and and people who were new to be able to come in and, and have those conversations and to share resources and to work within the curriculum and and really build a community where everybody felt welcome.
1: And look, you're doing a remarkable job. One of my favorite um, one of my favorite groups to um to sort of look at resources and and submit resources and you know you're going to get quality resources from. Uh, from great educators as well, and I, I pick up that you mentioned, um, you know, teaching out of out of area um, in in the book uh, Flip uh, Flip the System Australia. Um, there's a little vignette in there, and I really hope I'm saying her name correctly. Um, written by Yasode Selvakumaran, mm-hmm. Um In in terms of um, she's a Hizzy teacher who uh, experienced the the um, the issues of teaching out of area, and I believe Hizzy is probably the the big KLA where most people teach out of area. If you're a history teacher, chances are you're yeah. going to be teaching yeah. geography, and you've got no idea what you're doing. If you're a geography teacher, you might be teaching, um, you know, uh, legal studies, for example, at some stage, and you've got no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so this is where these communities really come in and really, um, really help. Now, what are there any challenges you found in, in running these these online community groups?
0: So when I started the group, I really i set set some guidelines in place, and really wanted to make them be, you know grandma's rule if you don't have anything nice to say um but let let's be supportive let's let's be accepting of other people and and let's you know try and make the resources relevant if you can tag them tag them be aware that we've got primary teachers be aware that we've got people from other states you know we use other other contexts where not everybody, uses the same terminology. So some states talk about stages, others use specific years. Some people are on ACARA's curriculum, New South Wales' version of national curriculum is different to WA's. You know, there is that that variety. And so I, by setting those rules in place, it's actually been one of the nicer groups to be a part of, let, let alone to lead, because people have embraced that and, and just run with it. And I find that it is a really positive group there are some real experts there are some phenomenal people who share amazing resources um on on a daily basis and it's it's all relevant people i know some some online communities can get crazy and can you know devolve into other things but this in in three years we haven't had any problems with with anything we we want it to be open we're happy for people to you know, if they've they've got a business, then sure share your business resources. We just, you know, sim- simple rules like declare your interest, don't spam us. Um, you know, no, no jerky behavior. And and we really haven't seen any of that. It's been I'm really, really happy to be part of it, really happy to be leading it. Um, because it is it is lovely and it is supportive and it is it is positive. And as you said, the resources, the resource bank that we've built over three years for. The geography syllabus to support the teaching of the geography syllabus across across the country is fantastic.
1: And look, and look you've been more than welcoming and accommodating of uh, me—not sp- <laughs> I wouldn't say spamming, no, but um, really promoting spam. the podcast it's, in the group. I mean, so.
0: We're really clear with the rules. We're, we're happy. If, uh, there's a lot of benefit yeah. for this podcast for Hizzy teachers and Hazz teachers to listen to this podcast. So of course, we want you to be able to share that with with our members, uh, you know, the people in our community. Um, it doesn't make any sense to to refuse to let you talk about your podcast because it's it's a benefit to people is is the way I see it and so that's that's what we've tried to set up and and everybody goes with it it's fantastic
1: oh thank you very much um do you do you see a certain sort of um not i want to say bias but a certain sort of skewing towards certain subjects being offered in that group where people uh, you know you might find there's times where there's been a, a glut of geography stuff being thrown on there, but there's, you know, there hasn't been any legal study stuff for a while or, or any of that sort well, of stuff. And how do you sort of moderate that, try and get, you know, as much as possible for everyone?
0: Look, there's, there's actually a second, like a sister group. So somebody else, um, one of the, the girls that I was, ha- women, I was having a their conversation with initially when I was talking to start this this group, um, another, another of those women set up a, she, it's called a business business and legal studies but obviously commerce and echo are, are welcome as well so that that group is sort of separate so ours ours is just geography look i feel that and I don't know if it's because my background was as a primary teacher originally I, I trained primary i'd really like to see more primary teachers and more primary primary content in in our group um i with the changes to the curriculum over the last few years i i feel like a lot of the the stuff that we used to do in early high school, a lot of those skills have been, and and some of the sort of context setting have been pushed pushed back into primary, and so I would like to be able to offer as somebody who's who's had a bit you know had the experience teaching teaching geography, learning about geography in secondary school, um, I'd like to see a bit more support for the, implementing geography in in primary, and so that's something that I from time to time, I haven't taught geography for a couple of years. I'm back on it, back on it this year. Um, so I've been a bit quiet in the groups and, and coming back from maternity leave as well. But th- this year I want to try and push push that a little bit more and get a bit more of that primary conversation happening to support our primary colleagues who are suddenly having, suddenly it's been a couple of years now, but, but they've got new content um, and new skills that they might not have done at uni, they might be less comfortable with. So I'd really like to see a bit more primary in in the group.
1: Okay, now we we've, we've looked, I guess, covered how you're um, providing for teachers learning. What are you doing uh, in the sphere of using those online platforms for students this time?
0: Okay, so we um because we're a small school, we have small senior cohorts. Um, around about the last few years, we've had around about twenty. 22 students in our Year 11 and Year 12 classes. Um, like not classes, entire the entire year group. So, if we want to run a diverse curriculum, what we've had to do at our school is we run stage classes. So, my Legal Studies class for the last few years, I've had both Year 11 and Year 12 in in the classroom at the same time. So, we get a slightly higher um, period allocation than than some schools might have. Um, and the idea is that we juggle our time and and we work with our kids so that some some days we're focused with year 11 some days we're focused with year 12 and and while we're doing that the students are expected to work independently or or work on tasks that we've set and as as you know one of the 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 best things about his or Haas, but but maybe one of the more challenging things is that it is such a current subject is you know you open the newspaper you turn on the on the radio you watch the tv news any day of the week and there will be something there at least one story that relates to your subject and I find find that with geography and you find that with legal studies as well and so by the time you get halfway through halfway through the year you find your textbook has been out of date because this new story's happened and this is real and this is happening and so what what I do with my legal studies class to get away from the textbook which is out of date the minute it's published and to balance that notion of teaching year 11 and 12 at the same time. Um, A few years ago I built a wiki using now defunct wiki spaces Um, and then in the last the last 12-18 months I've moved that over to the new Google Sites. So if anybody's looking at Google Sites I wouldn't go to old Google Sites Um, But the new Google sites, easy drag and drop, really, really streamlined, straightforward way to build a website. And so I, with my legal studies class, the year 11 and year 12, I have my course that I present to the kids is on Google sites. And my kids can access that in the classroom and they can access it at home. I had um, one girl a couple of years ago living out on a property. They had no internet at home, um, but she had a mobile phone and she was able to access, access my site on her phone every night um, and ended up with a band six, fantastic result, um, great kid, worked hard. Um, but having, having that resource available to her on her phone, as well as kids who've got it in the classroom on their laptops and, and resources that they can engage with, um was was really useful
1: so this this online um this online uh sites you've yep. created to to help students particularly in in um you know might not have access uh to internet at home um what, what kind of what kind of challenges do you have other than that the the technology side of it what challenges do you have um that you find that this doing it this way having everything on the site has made it so much easier or better for these students okay
0: so with With both the the wiki in the in the old days and with the Google sites, because they're really easy to update, as new stories come that relate to different aspects of the course, it's really I find the ability to go in to go into the the Google site and to just drop a link to a news story, drop a video um excerpt from <clears throat> from ABC. Or Four Corners, or Insight, or whatever show it is that that relates to the course, to drop it into the relevant the relevant part, um, and then put some put some discussion questions or or tasks, asking the, the students to do a bit of a summary, or to do some research, or to find something else um, to add add to it, or to synthesise is really really handy. Um, like as said, you know, textbooks are set out, they follow the course, but by the time you get you know, the, the textbook's 12, 12 months old, 18 months old, and there's more more stuff, there's new stuff, there's real stuff that our students can be engaging in. And so, you know, as a couple of years ago, doing shelter as serious as happening, we can pull, I could pull news stories, I could put them in, drop them into the section of the website that related to shelter and the kids have got real current stuff. Not all of our kids um, have... You know parents who watch the news, not all of our kids out out here, not all of our kids have access to the internet at home. They don't have television. Um, and so having having a website that they can access at school was really useful. And I think some of my most satisfying moments were I had a couple of students with some attendance problems, um, and they missed a few classes, and I remember being in the library and seeing them sitting on the website going and going through handmaking notes um and and looking clicking through and and watching some of the videos and some of the the powerpoint audio things mix you know powerpoint mix that i'd made for the kids so having it as something that they could use in their free periods is really useful and having something that is is new and up to date and that is relevant to them is is useful for me and it's useful for them it just helps to make the subject real and to make it accessible
1: look um Thank you very, very much for, um, for giving us your insight into how you're using uh, technology, I guess, to, harnessing technology to, to sort of bring either teachers together to collaborate and um, yeah, have better opportunities for the students or to bring your students together really to, to en- not just to enjoy the subject more, but to make it more relevant and more authentic. Um, before we finish up, is there any last, uh, last thoughts you want to leave the listeners with?
0: Oh, I hate this question. I remember my first my first interview with the department. Is anything else you'd like to add? And I went no, <laughs> and left. Oh. What are your strengths? What are your
1: strengths and weaknesses? And
0: uh... um, can't believe it. In prep for this question. I thought I'd learned my lesson. All right. So what do, what would I like to add? Um, look, I think I I teach technology. Technology mandatory as well, and that's that's fun and enjoyable. But I I really love using technology in the Haas classroom in in my mainstream classroom I feel that there are so many ways that we can use technology to expand you know to open up the world to our kids here you know in my classroom I might have some years I might have four some years I might have six kids in my class and they can be a little bit like you know big big fish in a small pond and so by using technology, by, by creating websites that they can access with links to news stories from across the state, across the country, across the world, by connecting with other teachers um, and with other classes and by allowing us as teachers to connect to other teachers as well. we really We make our classroom bigger than our four walls and I think that's a really powerful thing to do.
1: Alisa Stevens, thank you very, very much for joining Thanks
0: us. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. I really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter at hashtag HasChat.
1: This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. <music> A-E-O-N. A-E-O-N.
0: A-E-O-N. A-E-O-N.